Greetings, all you Christmassy people. I am G Long, sitting in the command chair like I'm supposed to be. Oh, are we still talking? <laughs> and you about are listening that? to the Long in the Boot podcast. Podcast coming to you from the heel of the boot of Southwest, Southwest. Louisiana. And sitting with me in the passenger seat is... I'm in the director's chair, actually. The, the lovely Deborah. Well, it is a director's chair, but it's the passenger seat. Yes, thankfully. It's not the command Ooh, chair. Yeah, all right. Anyway. It's cold th- here th- that's, today. That, <laughs> it's, baby, it's cold outside. It is, and it's windy. Here, drink this. Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway, that so we are... getting a bad rap, and I'm we, tired of it. We are doing a, a... Well, it won't be a very long podcast today, because you guys got things to do. It's yeah. Christmas Eve, really, technically. We're no, just, uh, well, we're not to the Eve part of it yet. No, it hasn't become evening, but it is right. the Eve of Christmas. It's pre-Christmas Eve, right? Isn't that how you say it? No, you're making up words. Am I making up words? Yeah, don't don't be a bush. Well, it's what do you call the the middle of the day of Christmas Eve? I don't think it's important. Oh, the day before Christmas? No, don't you try to twist that. Well, I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying to no. be specific. The, anyway, the um, as I was trying to say before, I was so rudely interrupted from the passenger chair. You started it. <laughs> uh, this is the Long the Boot podcast. If you'd like to reach us, it's a 337-502-9011. And the Facebook page is, well, the Long in the Boot Facebook page. And my website, I'm taking it down, going to finagle some other ideas Kicking around a, a different website, but I, but I am hanging on to the domain name. Yeah, but so. you weren't, you weren't committed now, to it. Now, so. if you want the longintheboot.com uh, domain, <laughs> please make me an offer. What? I'm, I'm willing to sell it, but it's going to have to. Who would need that? I, I can't even imagine. I, whatever. <laughs> Somebody who has really big feet in boots. Uh, sure. All right. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Southwest Louisiana, we definitely got hit with some uh, fun weather last night. Um, this is, as I was saying, Christmas Eve. Yeah. And fact checkers had to sleep in the bed with us. Yeah, the fact checkers got scared, started uh, fact checking <laughs> every time the thunder boomed. They, they were like, liar. It wasn't a lie. It was windy and scary. And of course, we all have weak trees. I'm sure everybody yeah. kind of worries and the about that. Is, is and the ground swamp. is. Yeah, so I mean, soft it is that Louisiana, wouldn't take much. I I would imagine there's some trees out there you could probably just push over by pushing on them. Well, I don't want to know about it. No, I don't either. But anyway, so we were uh, discussing a, a few things here. And uh, well, real quick, before I get off on the topic du jour, um, the... the uh, we're getting a side item today. Yeah. The, the COVID relief bill. Um, yeah. Look... Uh, Whatever you think of Trump, he says he's going to veto it because of all the waste. And I say, good on him. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Money for gender classes in Pakistan. I don't know a place where women don't even have rights. Who's lobbying for these things? I want to. Meet yeah, these I want to meet the lobbyists that are up there going, "Hey, you know you what know, you should do? Write this in. Pakistan head. needs some gender studies money. Oh, and we're gonna put it. We're gonna put it on so much paper that nobody humanly possibly could read it. And right. Well, remember back when the Obamacare bill was being debated, and they were like, "They won't even let us read it." Well, the Obamacare bill was only like a thousand pages. This thing, this behemoth came in at nearly 6,000 pages. It had to be wheeled into Congress because no one person could carry it. And, uh, and that's, that, and that's designed by plan. 
I mean, you know. Oh, it's is, just ridiculous. Absolutely. What and of course, happening at Christmas time, and people are saying, "Well, you know, no, it's it's stupid. Just either it's a COVID relief bill or it's not." But anything else in there, like building, my favorite is they want to build a Teddy Roosevelt presidential library in North Dakota, a place he's not from. <laughs> By tradition, presidential libraries are, are built in the state, in the, in the state where they came from, best. often in the town where they came from. But not this one. No, sir. The only thing that I can figure is Teddy Roosevelt once had a cattle ranch in North Dakota mm. until a great blizzard came and Killed every cow he had. Oh, and he was out after that. So right? sure, he deserves a presidential library there. That's it. I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> Going back to Sagamore. This state sucks. <laughs> it sucks here. And he wasn't wrong. Um, I, I don't want to live there. I'm cold today. No, let's face it. I think we can all agree. North Dakota sucks. Well, I'm sure it's a beautiful country. <laughs> and if you're from North Dakota, send your emails to the lovely Deborah at... <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare. Anyway, but it's Christmas time, and I was noticing the other day that uh, Trump, he made Christmas Eve a federal holiday this year oh. by presidential decree. Well, you know, Walmart is actually closing for Christmas this year. But not Christmas Eve. Mm, right? No, probably not. They'll Christmas probably close Eve. early tonight. Yeah, I think maybe. they actually were. I was very but, happy for the But usually it, it hasn't been, it's, it's never been declared a federal holiday, although some presidents have given federal employees off. Mm. And this is kind of the same deal. It's not a law. It's a presidential decree. You know, Biden, if he wants to, uh, Bo Jiden could, <laughs> could uh, obviously. That's not yours. <laughs> it's so easy, though. It is. But he could, uh, he could take it away, which who knows how that will all play out. But the uh, it was the quote that I saw with uh, Donald Trump. That's what started all this? That's oh, what started okay, this whole. we're getting to the meat of the matter Yeah, now. the Christmas thing. <laughs> um, I saw where he went up. Uh, well, first, before I go, I guess I always get irritated this time of year because I keep seeing stories when I'm flipping through the news. Usually it's Fox News Just most of the time. time of year, huh? And it's constant. It's this constant drumbeat of the war on Christmas. The war oh, on Bill Christmas. Riley, yes. War on the everything. war on Christmas. Well, here, let me just, I'll just give you a little taste and, uh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll be right back. And more victims in the war on Christmas attacks on Christmas. To deny that there is a war on Christmas is to lie. Big headlines for you. War on Christmas edition. Waging a war on Christmas. War on Christmas. There's a war on Christmas. It's the war on Christmas. <laughs> war on Christmas. War on Christmas. War on Christmas. War on Christmas. The new chapter in the left's war on Christmas. Assaults on the traditions of Christmas. In North Korea to the war on Christmas. Dr. Sebastian Gorka says this has jihad written all over it. He is live next. And the war on Christmas, if you watch The Factor, you know that we won the war on Christmas battle. Oh, yes, Bill O'Reilly. The war on Christmas was being compared to a jihad? Yes, yes. Oh, and of okay. course, what what a lot of people say about the war on Christmas, of course, is it's actually a war on Christians. Oh, yeah, the poor on subjugated Christians, itself, the because you know they're they're such a small minority of people in the United States. They have no power. They have no power whatsoever. So <laughs> that we have to protect them. Um, anyway, Bill O'Reilly was the one that used to beat the drum the most. Every year he'd trot this thing out. The war on Christmas. And it would always be something stupid like, you know, you, you can't say Merry Christmas to somebody. Yes, or yes. And you do you happy have to say holidays. happy holidays. I, I, alternate, I alternate between Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Well, I, well, I do something different. I go With Happy no Saturnalia. Uh, <laughs> and people look fest, at me like I'm weird. Festivus if I think they're hip. <laughs> yeah. They're <laughs> <laughs> Festivus for the rest of us. Oh, yeah. 
And anyway, so, but I, I, Donald Trump, so apparently the war thing is still going on. There's still, this year it was uh, Tucker Carlson. Now, see, the, yeah. he's basically Bill O'Reilly light. Yeah, yeah, and, he's uh, the younger version, that's all. Well, yeah. He's, he's on his way up. He's, he's got, no, he's not. He's He's got a few, he's oh, got a few uh, advertisers left. Uh, but they are slowly but surely well, yeah, trickling away. Gone, you know, because you have to get advertisers or why put it out? Oh, wait, we're putting it out and we have no advertisers. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, we're not, and yeah, well, yeah, but we have That's, such a, we have such a heavy revenue stream that we don't need advertisers. <laughs> anyway. Um, not if they don't sign that new bill. <laughs> Trump uh, invoked the war on Christmas this week when he signed the executive order. This is a huge, huge victory in the Democrats' pathetic war on Christmas, and I want you to be a part of it. And uh, by the way, war on Christmas is in all caps, so I'm assuming he yelled it. I don't know. But anyway, he does uh, that though, right? He tweets in all caps a lot. Well, and and that's the he he does, and uh, so do so do a lot of people. They just haven't learned that whole caps thing. Uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get on it, people, and. He should so, not go down that stream. Yeah, that's a whole different show. <laughs> I can't do that one for, well, not yet. One day. <laughs> one day. Uh, so anyway, the war on Christmas. Your lights are very Christmassy. I, uh, I yeah, just, no, well, I, just I, I tried to board. do that. I got the mm-hmm. red and the yellows no, and the so greens and the whites. The ones today for Christmas? Or were they no, those are, those are my purple buttons. Those are two special buttons. No, no, all the ones along the... Oh, down here? Yeah. No, no, they're always and red and green. Your bar at the bottom. Yeah, they're always red and green. I guess that really... Those are my mutes and my listen-ins and Look, different... that's the primitive taskbar. It's the pre... Well, I don't know, primitive. Pre-computer taskbar. It, it does all kinds of things. Uh, go, ahead, go ahead and say something. What? I can't hear you. Yeah. Yeah, see, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, that's what it does. Oh, I see. It allows me to control the room. I've been censored. I've been censored. That's right. You've been censored. We need to get rid of uh, censorship. Like, get me my lawyer. Just call me Facebook. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, war on Christmas. Apparently, it's still going on. And of course, that's a, it's a, a, again a secret war against Christians. Okay, so get to it. Well, so I started looking into this and. I've found lots of evidence of various wars on Christmas throughout history. The problem is, the more I look, the more I find that it's been Christians who've been the most Uh, adamant to persecute and prosecute people celebrating Christmas. It it has a long, illustrious... isn't it their Christmas? (laughs) Well, apparently not. Some some people in the past did not appreciate Christmas. Oh. They appreciated Christ... They did not appreciate Christmas. The hoopla that goes around uh, surrounds his his uh, birth. Right, and first we'll just go ahead and say that the very first recorded Christmas on December twenty fifth was in three thirty six A.D. Okay, when the first Roman Christian or Christian Roman Emperor Constantine mm-hmm. declared it uh, basically a holiday, not an official holiday, just but we're a like holiday. we're like in this day for rest. And yeah, fun. and it kind of came and went as a festival it was pasted sort of on top of an older roman festival called saturnalia which was a a big feasting uh it's all surrounded around the winter solstice that's yeah. really what it all and, is and around food. and food Rodeo, and revelry getting and, stocky for the winter time sure to make it through and it came and went and then for a while it wasn't that big a deal but then 800 a.d or just 800 for you and me charlemagne 
becomes the official first uh, Roman Holy Roman Emperor. Okay. And Charlemagne decided to have his coronation on December 25th of 800 on purpose. He picked the date because it was that date, Sig- significant oh. of Christ. Well, was he doing it as a... a- yeah, he was a Christian. He had been oh, he had been a barbarian, but well, not a barbarian, but he'd been Frankish king. He was converted to Christianity. Uh, the Irish monks that he surrounded himself with, um, I'm sure, encouraged this. Uh, he was also instrumental in converting lots and lots of barbarians to Christianity. He had a unique way of doing it. His preaching style was sort of like this: he'd say, "I'll kill you." Or you can become a Christian. And weirdly enough, lots of people became Christians. And then later again in 1066, uh, William I of England, better known to his friends as William the Bastard, or William the Conqueror, if you know him, uh, he uh, decided also to be crowned on December 25th. And this sort of became a a ritual for monarchs in England. So so they picked it up as a. So we're we're going to gradually move towards England, but just understand that a lot of German and Northern European pieces of earlier pagan festivals kind of got pulled into this Chris, Christmas festival thing. Sure. Uh, Yule logs, et cetera, yeah, and holly. And, and little rituals. And, <clears throat> yeah. Yes. And, and so, anyway, it became a very big holiday in England, and it was... Uh, Candy canes. Well, I don't know about that early on. <laughs> I have no idea. It was no sugar. <laughs> I had sugar. It just was harder to get. Beet sugar. And by the 1500s, they definitely yeah. started having sugar. But anyway, the problem was in England, as time went by, Christmas became more and more, well, I would say fun. Wow. <laughs> but it became a much bigger revelry than some people liked. Early on, uh, it, it evolved into this thing where they had what they called misrule. And everybody would reverse roles. Ooh. And so you would have like some some. Poor peasant would be named king of misrule. Kings would then have to be peasants. So it's it's everybody's. You'd had people who anti. were yeah. The bishop had to literally give his robes to somebody, and they were bishop for the day. And it was all in good fun, but it was also gift giving. Rich people had to give uh, poor people gifts. They would show up at your house, and in in some cases, if they showed up at your house and you didn't give them stuff, uh, they would uh, not treat your house very nicely. Turn into the porch. On Christmas Day, lower classes would dress up in strange costumes to invert their roles. Men would dress up as women, young boys as bishops, (laughs) and the lowliest peasant or the town drunk might be declared the Lord of Misrule. They would gather in a mob and go around to houses and estates of the rich, making a racket and singing, actually singing not carols. They were body songs. It was a little Mardi Gras. uh, Oh, it was, yeah, it was fornication songs Uh, and all kinds of stuff. And they would demand entry into the... Fertility, baby. Oh, fertility, sorry, yeah. That's it. Uh, Most of the time, the rich would actually let them in and give them alcohol, food, money. They sound like pirates. There was gambling and promiscuity. Mm. <clears throat> what? Promiscuity? Once the mob was satisfied, they'd move on to the next house. <laughs> they would generally roam around often for 12 days. Okay. T- till the epiphany, yeah. which is like January 6th. Yeah. And uh, it seems surprising that rich people would let people into their homes, but imagine the the reverse. If you say, "Hey, you can't come in my house, drunken mob." <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. You might as well let them come through. Yeah. They would break in. They destroy property. They would frighten the wife and child oh, no. of the rich, and they would carry off all the food and drink anyway. 
So, well, all right, this sounds a little out of hand. Well, you, you can kind of see that. I could see where they'd want it to, to move to a I've got the words from a Christmas carol from 1600. Can you say it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it says, uh, and I don't know the tune, but it says, Come bring with a noise, my merry, merry boys, the Christmas log to firing. And if you don't open up your door, we will lay you flat upon the floor. Oh, no. <laughs> I wonder how, was that a fast beat, do you think? <laughs> Well, but think about what it was. It was almost like a safety valve. You work your butt off yeah. all year. Well, it is. It's the purge. It's, it's, it's sort of get a, it all out. Get it out of your system. We know it's going to happen on this night. We know you're going to be Put bad. The China away. <laughs> you know, just bring out the. You know, so bring so out the wooden plate. And there was lots of gambling, and there was horse races. Now, in the midst of all this, people did go to church. That's the thing that you got to understand about this. They would go to mass. There would actually be more masses than normal. So this was going on within celebrating Christmas. So do you think they went off and did something sinful and then went ran to church? Well, the problem, the problem, did something else, ran to church. (laughs) The problem came later with the English Civil War. And I know bringing a nasty old civil war into yeah, this, but well, 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 okay. So time period. Now Charles the first uh, of England, yes. and we're we're up into the 1600s, middle 1600s. Charles the first of England had run afoul of he Parliament. Get- well, we'll get there, okay. but anyway. So Charles the first of England, he and he was a Protestant, but he was the head of the Church of England. And for those of you who might have listened in a previous episode, and I still haven't talked about Henry VIII yet, yeah. but Henry VIII was assumption. a very devout Catholic who then wasn't <laughs> in a really violent kind of way um, because he couldn't get a divorce. So he turned the Catholic Church of England into the Anglican Church or the Church of England with himself the as the as head of the church yes. instead of the Pope. And that's pretty much the way it stood. But during this time, Calvinists who could be also called the no fun having people they had also been coming in the puritans and they were a lot they were a lot more strict about sure. what they wanted they didn't sure. think that the shift to the anglican church was enough it was not it, in fact they thought the catholic or the anglican church was still way too way catholic way too catholic and ornate Go, it, yeah, any, idols and idol, all that yeah, stuff church, I mean, it, a catholic church versus a well the know, church of england Methodist still church. looks very similar to a catholic church the services and everything and even the robes, you know, the, the robes are just a different color. <laughs> and uh, so it, they they have a point as far as being very similar to Catholicism yes. still. And the Puritans had been gaining power slowly but surely in England. They had been gaining power. And they had also taken over parliament or control of parliament. And they got into an argument with the king. And, there, and there's a whole lot going on about this English Civil War that I don't want to get into. Well, there's background drama. You know yeah, there's it so like much politics and everything else. It's really a there's really three wars. But the one that concerns us is the one which was really about who ran England. Was it the king? Charles would have said absolutely the king is in charge of England because he is chosen by God to rule. Prove it. Divine right. Parliament said, no, no, no. You rule at the people's behest. The people are in charge. And the argument eventually came to a head. And uh, you can say who won pretty easily by noticing who doesn't have a head at the end of this argument and it's Charles his head fell off mm-hmm. with the help of a pro, yes, uh, with the help of a puritan axe and uh so that's the puritans t- take over england and the puritans knew what they were about and what they were about was making sure that people didn't have fun <laughs> <laughs> and also going to church properly 
But and, whose version of fun? Well, <laughs> well who the, says what's fun? Uh, yeah, but they, they didn't believe in fun, literally. No. Frivolous activity and enjoyment was sinful. So if you were smiling and enjoying your life, you were doing something no. wrong. It has to be for the glory <laughs> of God. That's right. And um, don't you write poetry about loving your husband? And the guy who came to power for the Puritans and took over because they didn't have a king after King Charles, uh, Charles II fled to France. Uh, or fled, well, first to Scotland, then to France, and then I think comes back. But for 15 years, basically, England was under the power of the Puritans, and in particular, Oliver Cromwell. Uh, Oliver Cromwell, well, he was a very devout Christian, but we'll we'll see how devout in just one second. Anyway, Cromwell decided that Christmas was a celebration that needed to stop. And the reason was because there was nothing in the Bible about Jesus' birth being on December 25th. There was nothing in the Bible about the nativity being on the 25th. And in effect, the Puritans, and with, with Cromwell, of course, leading them, decided to begin banning Christmas. And they banned a lot of things besides Christmas, but Christmas was definitely high on the list. And they did it very quickly. They enforced the Act of Parliament banning Christmas celebrations. They regarded Christmas as threatening Christian values and beliefs. All activities related to Christmas, including attending Mass, were forbidden. So no Mass. So basically they're telling the Anglican Church, you're kind of shut down. You can't do the way you do. The ban was hugely unpopular and... People still celebrated Christmas. They had to do it very quietly. They had to do it in dis- yes. In- Under the Commonwealth, which is when the Puritans ruled, you could not bake mince pies. You weren't allowed to do it. So indulgent. Decorating your house with holly and mistletoe? No. No, no, no. So the kissing under the mistletoe must have been a absolute no-no. If you were caught cooking food for a Christmas feast... They would seize the food, and you could be put into stocks or fined. How do they know the meal is different? Because it would often involve a goose. Oh, you'd actually have meat. And actually, the meat is part of the deal. The the reason that everybody was eating meat at Christmas time is because you could butcher meat or animals and not have to worry about the meat going bad immediately. Um, That's the reason they drank is because, well, that's when all the grain that had been converted into alcohol was coming to uh, fruition. Yes, fermentation. (laughs) So one of the really weird things was um, normally on Christmas in England, stores would close and people would attend mass. Not under the Puritans. No, no, no. All stores were ordered to stay open. Um, what else was uh, banned? Uh, oh, stores had to stay open. They had groups of men who so were, you better work. Yeah, they were ordered to go around. If a store was closed, they would find the owner. So nobody's at home cel- celebrating or pretending not to celebrate because well, they have to go to work. But here's the thing: in several towns in England, there are lots of document. There's lots of documentation where somebody would be open for Christmas Day. Crowds of of Anglicans would come by and say, what are you doing open? This is Christmas. You need to shut your store. So the guy would shut the store. Then the Puritan police would show up and say, why are you closed? Get this store open. And it would often turn into a a problem. A a miscommunication. Yeah. Everybody wants this guy to do and he can't do. Puritans were just, you know, they just, they took it all too seriously. Uh, They banned, uh, Obviously, different kinds of puddings that were often served at Christmas time. All of these things, the uh, 
roast beef, uh, plum porridge, mince pies, special ales, all pretty much banned. They didn't like the the Puritans said that Christmas was full of waste and debauchery, and they viewed the festival as an unwanted remnant of the Roman Catholic Church. <laughs> the Ro- the Holy Roman Catholic Church. Okay. Yes, the Holy Mother Church. They also created a directory of public worship, which was designed to explain to people the forms of worship that were to be followed in England and Wales. Oh, it was the it was the guidelines. And you might notice I'm leaving Ireland out of that. Uh, there's a reason yes. for that. <laughs> According to the directory, the population was to strictly observe Sundays as holy days and were not to recognize any other festival days since they had no biblical justification. Okay. If it ain't in the Bible, you can't do it. Constitutionalists. <laughs> <laughs> the parliament then abolished the feasts of Christmas, Easter, and Whitson. I'm not even sure what Whitson is, to be perfectly honest. You didn't look it up. Poor planning, sir. <laughs> My favorite said uh, Cromwell regarded Charles I as an insurgent secret Catholic. Oh, who was subverting the Protestant, the true Protestant faith. So it's all all right. So that's why they went ahead and cut his head off, because, you know, you can't have that. He wasn't going to heaven anyway. Women caught working on the Sabbath could be put in stocks. Women were required to wear long black dresses that covered them from neck to toe. Mm. A white apron and a white headdress and no makeup. The men were required to wear black and sport short hair only. So that's that royalist thing. Uh-huh. They want it because you know the the mucky mucks had long hair, and well, we can't have yeah, that. So well, often um, fashion went the opposite way. I mean, you, they used fashion to identify. Well, that's true. That's true. One of my favorite things about all of this, though, is is that Cromwell, um, being a Puritan, of course, we all think of him as being very religious and all that stuff. But despite being a religious man, Cromwell had had a had an issue that we would consider a, a bit unchristian. He hated the Irish. Oh. I'm just throwing this in as a little I, well, fun. I thought you weren't a little to aside. Hate. I thought it was, you know. <laughs> he believed that all, all Irish children. were potential traitors willing to help any Catholic nation that wanted to attack England. <laughs> okay. During his time as the head of government, he made it his task to tame, that's in quotes, tame, tame the Irish. Because they're beasts, they're wild beasts. He sent an army there, and despite promising to treat well those who surrendered, often slaughtered the people who did surrender. Oh, he that's ordered not that very all. <laughs> you think that's not Christian? Well, actually, you know, the ironic <laughs> thing is, it really is Christian. He ordered that all Irish children should be sent to the West Indies to work as slave laborers on the sugar plantations. He knew that they would most likely die but justified it on the grounds that dead children could not grow into Irish adults oh, and have more Lord. children. Jeez. So, so pious. Mm. <laughs> so Cromwell and the Puritans, when they ran England, yeah, they, they totally trashed Christmas as well as just decency. And the Irish. And, and the Irish. Cromwell was actually buried when he died in Westminster Abbey, but this is my favorite did, thing. Did they dig him up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When uh, when Charles the Second, who probably had a bit of a grudge, <laughs> you killed my daddy. Yeah. <laughs> I am Charles the Second. So there's his mistake. He should have taken that child. out. You killed my father. Yeah. Prepare to die. Don't let their kids live. Actually, I guess it would. In this case, it would be you killed my father. Prepare to die again. Again. Um, Charles the Second was uh, asked to return to become king of England. His first order of business was that Cromwell's body should be dug up and put on trial as a traitor and a regicide. That's the murder of a king, right? His body was put on trial. 
his body, found guilty and symbolically hanged from a gallows at Tyburn. What was left of his body remains a mystery. However, his head was tarred and put on display in London for 20 years. Wow. Wow. You killed my daddy. You (laughs) You killed my daddy, you jerk. I'm going to fix you. (laughs) And then later his head was buried somewhere else. And, you know, who cares? It was Oliver Cromwell. Not the nicest guy. By the way, if you keep researching Oliver Cromwell, you'll find out that while he said all this stuff out loud. He didn't actually practice it very well. He, uh, he learned to like being in charge so much so that when parliament tried to rein in his powers, he just disbanded parliament and said, I'm in charge now. So you, you people can go home. Yeah, I was going to say, so there is a precedent. Yeah, there, go actually, home. there are many precedents. I'm in charge. <laughs> I'm the decider. Uh, <laughs> Caesar for life. So yeah, there you go. Um, but uh, anyway, but so back to the war on Christmas. Uh, obviously, the Puritans are the people who came to yeah, say, the New they, World. They show up here and start trying. To you know, we we ju- we <laughs> we kind of paint them with a glossy brush and call them pilgrims who were just coming here for religious freedom, not anybody else's, yeah, their own. <laughs> and they were pretty adamant about Christmas not being celebrated, celebrated, yeah. and didn't. Uh, Massachusetts is the state that was most stringently against Christmas. And in Massachusetts, all of the things that were banned in England for Christmas were pretty much banned in the colonies in Massachusetts. And many of the eastern colonies, especially the northern eastern colonies where Puritans largely gathered. gathered. Bostonians faced a five-shilling fine for celebrating Christmas. And five shillings was a considerable sum of money at that time. They decided instead in Massachusetts, they made Christmas a period of fasting and humiliation. I'm not sure what the humiliation oh. part it consists of. I couldn't. It didn't. It didn't give more specific details. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what are you? Not right. You have to fast, and somebody has to humiliate you. Humiliate you. What do they oh, do? Oh, it is part of flick Festivus. their ear. It's, it is part of Festivus then. Oh yeah. Right. right. Air your grievances. Airing your grievances. <laughs> In fact, on Christmas Day so in 1621, which is one year after the pilgrims arrived, yeah. the governor, William Bradford, asked the settlers to spend the day, Christmas Day, when they were going to celebrate. I don't know why. It's, it must have sucked. <laughs> it must have been terrible. Here's how Bradford described Plymouth's first Christmas in his journal. And these are These are his words. On the day called Christmas Day, I called them out to work. As was used, but the most of most of the new company excused themselves and said it went against their consciences to work on that day. So I told them that if they made it a matter of conscience, I would spare them till they were better informed. So I led away the rest and left them. But when I came back at noon from the work, I found them in the street playing openly, oh. some pitching the bar and some at stool ball and such sports. <gasps> They're having fun. They're playing. They're playing. So he went to them. Uh, so I went to and them and took balls. away their toys. He says implements, but it's their toys. Yeah. And told them that this was against my conscience, that they should play while others work. If they made the keeping of it a matter of devotion, I will let them keep their houses. Oh, wow. But there should be no gaming and no reveling in the streets. No recreation at all. Since which time nothing has been attempted openly. So he was going to take away their homes. Yeah. 
And nothing attempted openly, meaning he knows that they are going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. At least he's smart enough to realize that. Human nature. And uh, so, you know, you can. So was there a war on Christmas? Well, yeah, there was a war on Christmas. Uh, I I do have also one of my favorite things was uh, the Mathers, the famous Mathers. No, not Jerry Mathers. Not the beaver. Not the beaver. Um, no, this was... Uh, the beaver celebrated This Christmas. was incre- Increase Mather and Cotton oh, Mather. that's right. Those boys. They uh, they were very strict Puritan <laughs> yeah, types. <laughs> Increase Mather. <laughs> I love the book. The book says, Increase Mather, the Michael Jordan of hating Christmas. <laughs> uh, early Christians who first that observed book, the nativity on words. December 25th did not do so, thinking that Christ was born in that month. But because the heathens' Saturnalia was at the time kept in Rome, and they were willing to have those pagan holidays metamorphosed into Christian ones. Uh, <laughs> so he really didn't like so it. So he, he sees it for what it is. That's right. He sees it. So obviously the pagan holidays sound like they were quite a bit of fun, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so the r- religious folks didn't like it. But uh, one of the things that I think is really funny is something that was written called The Examination and Trial of Old Father Christmas. This was written in England during the time of the Puritans' war on Christmas, but it was written as satire of what the Puritans were doing. Oh, like a little Jonathan Swift kind of thing. Yeah, and uh, it says, The Examination and Trial, as you might guess, satirizes the Puritans' hatred of Christmas. Puritans' names in the the story, Mr. Starve Mouse, Mr. Love Nun, and Mr. Grunchmeat. Uh, here are the charges against Father Christmas as read by the judge. Christmas, thou art here indicted by the name of Christmas of the town of superstition in the county of idolatry. Thou hast from time to time abused the people of this commonwealth, drawing and enticing them to drunkenness, gluttony, and unlawful gaming, wantonness, uncleanness, lasciviousness, cursing, swearing, abuse of the creatures, some to one vice and some to another, all to idleness. What sayest thou to indictment, guilty or not guilty? And he pleaded not guilty. As you did. After after, the jury agreed after a trial and decided that at that point, he who will not fully celebrate Christmas should forfeit his estate. (laughs) So this was the satire (laughs) uh, in England over the Puritans' war on Christmas. Here in the colonies? Uh, no, that was actually in England, but I'm sure it carried over. Yeah, I was still going. <laughs> I mean, why not? Oh, by the way, the uh, I wouldn't want the guy that wrote that to get mad. So that was uh, written by one Hosiah King. Hosiah King? Hosiah King in the 1600s. Hope you won't sue me. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> sounds like he should be a, a gospel tune. You think? Hosiah King. That is a pretty good name, actually. Yeah, it really is. And uh, so anyway, that's the war on Christmas uh, history that I, I saw. So we can keep hearing uh, people like Sarah Palin and, and she's been she's back, by the way. She's a is she? Well, yeah, because she now a Democrat won a Democrat won the White House. Yeah. So then she'll you know, her head pops up like a I don't know, like an angry lemur. She's still up there in Alaska. Yeah. She's um, still in charge. She actually wrote a book a while back about uh, it's called Sarah, Sarah Palin's Bible for the War on Christmas. <laughs> I love, she's so funny. She, uh, she mixes metaphors and history. She's defending the religious history of Christmas as a holiday. And I could go into how very non-religious Christmas had been for most of the time. 
it's still a religious holiday. Clearly, Every, people, <laughs> it's a religious holiday. They had the war on Christmas, whatever that means. Clearly, has not worked. Yes, people are still doing it, but, even though we've been told by our, our illustrious governor to stop it. In a recent event at the Christian Liberty University, Palin gave a talk on Christmas and the Constitution. Because, you know, one and the same. Christmas, like the Constitution, she argued, you already know this is going to be good, okay. is a holiday by and for religious people. Now think about what she just said. Christmas, like the Constitution, is a holiday by and for religious people. <laughs> And Christmas, like the Constitution, is something that atheists are incapable of understanding. So atheists don't Atheists can't understand the, the Constitution. Constitution nope. either. Mm-mm. Oh. She then spoke for Thomas Jefferson. He needed her to do that? <laughs> yes, he did. Okay. Who knew? I did. Jefferson would recognize those who would want to try to ignore that Jesus is the reason for the season. Those who would want to try to abort Christ from Christmas, he would recognize that for the most part, these are angry atheists armed with an attorney. They are not the majority of Americans. Well, if they're not the majority of Americans, what are you worried about? So anyway, abort. I like that. Man, she really thought about that as her persuasive device. And by the way, the song "Baby, It's Cold Outside" that they keep bringing up. It's not a Christmas song. Shut up. It's not. It's a song about. I know what it's about, but I think we all know what it's about. But, you know, it's flirtation. Stop it. And uh, hopefully she got out. <laughs> Intact? <laughs> we, we don't know. We don't know. But it's not a Christmas they song. They just started playing it then, and it became part and of a state the one of, that, uh, of the, tradition. <laughs> the one they brought up this year, too, is the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. They they brought that one back up again about him being bullied and yes, all that yes. stuff. And Poor thing. Yeah, he was bullied. It was a different time Aww. when you were raising your kids in the '60s. The fathers were often he needs to be tough, and and you know they made them they made them redo. I'll not have a freak in my house. <laughs> they made them redo the end of that because they didn't address the lost uh, the lost island, the, uh, Isle of Lost Toys. There you go. Thank you. No, they so they had to shoot the end because after they aired it, people were. Like, what about the what about yeah. the what about the gimpy toys? <laughs> and they had to redo it. So you know that's been around since. Well, for- I think they're all ignoring the obvious though. They, they're mad about the the deer bullying yes. Yes. Rudolph. They're mad about the coach, you know, who's like, "Oh, you're a freak." Yes. <laughs> um, first of all, they don't even talk about the fact that there is clearly a gay elf, and nobody's giving him a hard time. Oh, because he wants to be a dentist. They, they give him a hard time because he wants to be a dentist. Not because he's gay. But that's a euphemism, you see. <laughs> oh, I see. At the time, gay the concept, you okay. know, oh, you're not a doctor. You're just a DDS. That, <sighs> yeah. that mentality, that's that, and old, then, that can old we, chestnut. Can we not forget that it was Santa Claus who wouldn't let Rudolph guide his sleigh because he was physically deformed? Oh, we can't do that. And and Santa was having his own problems. Obviously, he wasn't eating enough. No, no. Eat Santa. Mom, mom was trying to push that on him. And maybe her cooking. Maybe it was. Yeah, maybe um, maybe so. Mrs. Claus. Is, it's hard to say. Although he had a lot of cookies. Well, you know. Isn't he going to put on weight that night? And I think they all should have just gone to Burl Lives, the snowman, and had a nice long talk. And I think they could have worked this all out. Santa probably burned a lot of calories on Christmas Eve. I bet he does. Maybe that's what the cookies are. Fuel for him. Fuel. Yeah. Maybe he gives them to the reindeer. A lot of sugar. 
And a little magic dust. A little, <laughs> <laughs> a little more magic dust. A little more magic dust. Okay. okay, I know that's ridiculous. Anyway, so there you go. That's uh that's the the war on Christmas. The people fighting the war the hardest over the last, well, I don't know, six hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> been Christians. They're the ones that attack Christmas. And there are still people that do that. There are still Christians that think that the celebration of Christmas is too much. Well, well, we're okay to celebrate the birth of Christ. Yes, and, and but anything past that. Well, it's just they want it more somber and solemn. They they, they just feel like they want it to be serious. Yes, you know it's uh, just like with the Puritans taking all the stuff out of churches. As soon as they took over, yeah. they they denuded churches. The, the they decor. destroyed. Throw out the decor. Yeah, they destroyed books. How they dare uh, you decorate your trees? Stuff. Yeah, no, there were no Christmas trees no. in Puritan England. Christmas. No, no, that's that's a pagan thing. It's a yeah. Yule log thing and all that good stuff. We can't have that. No. no. <laughs> Stop having fun. So what is the alternative? We get COVID well, and we can't celebrate. I guess we can also make the link now that the health authorities are the new Puritans. Mm, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. Because you can't have fun. Not at Thanksgiving, not at Christmas, well, you just never. Do, you can, don't travel. You can have fun with a small Don't cohort. sing. Hide oh, your face yeah. so we can't see you smiling. Um, basically taking all emotion out of society. Yeah. Because what's the point of smiling well, if you, nobody's ever going to see it? Hopefully your eyes smile too. But, yeah, well. But, you know, it is, it is strange. You know, I will say this year, <coughs> I, I, every, every year I've been a teacher, the first day I learn my students' names. And I associate their face and their name and what we talked about for the brief. Couldn't do it this year, huh? This year, I can't. No, I, I am. You need to see I their faces. Struggle. I need to see their faces. That's eyes, right. And I still, I did the exact same process, and I, I have a hard time right. I've now. already spoke on this. I'm very sarcastic, but it's sarcastic with a yeah. purpose. And you can't be sarcastic if they can't see the smile on your face when you're making a yeah, statement that is blatantly it. false. They don't understand. It's not a. They don't know that it's not a, a joke. Yeah. You, they need help, and of course now we have all the other variants of the uh, coronavirus. Yeah, uh, there's 75 different variants or something. I don't even oh, know. Yeah, and they're all our fault. America did it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile though, by golly, we're going to help out those Pakistani gender studies programs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, anyway, that's a very yeah. short. Uh, well, pretty short. Uh, long in the boot podcast. I'm going to let it probably go there because Folks, you know, he is long in the boot, so it's not going to be as short as he thinks it is. I'll bet when he goes to the time, it's probably more like 50 minutes. Well, I, as a matter of fact, because I'm such a precise individual so far, it is exactly 45 minutes and 22 seconds, ah. but I bet I can shave that down just a little bit. Probably. Probably so. Okay, so I'm sure there's probably a couple of us in there that your, I need to take out. 45 minutes felt like 50 minutes to me. Oh, speaking of which, what grammar stuff. <clears throat> if you haven't noticed, just start to notice on KPLC News, oh. people pronouncing words like peel and meal and seal, like pill, mill, and sill. Dill. It's driving me crazy. Deal. Deal. Dill. Dill. It's driving me nuts. Well, if it was only one person doing it, <laughs> no, it's it all the young people. But it is all the young people. It's that it's that affectation when they speak. Um, button, 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 button. Yeah, yeah. The no T's. 
on certain yeah. words. Yeah. Not all words, just certain words. Well, I guess we've moved from Often the, it's the middle of the word of a two a two syllable word. They'll take the T out if it's in the middle. Yeah. Right? But in important. Important. It's again yeah. it's at the break well, of the But I mean think about it. we had the Valley Girl, the the lilt thing that you know Oh, up talk? Yeah, the up talk for quite a while. And then you, and then you can't you cannot forget the the grinding of the voice, you know, that, that thing that people do. Now, and now you sound like a, a emo or a goth. Well, that's what that's the, the the I forget what they call it. What what do they what do they call that? that it, they have a name for it. I'm sure they do. You know what? Yeah. I, there are too many new things. Too like many that. new things. I can't. I can't keep up. Can't <laughs> we hate new stuff. No. Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the neighbor. <laughs> Yelling at the dog. Get on out of here. Get on out of here. It's all one word. <laughs> Just one long word. Um, and it makes me think of my dad. <laughs> there you go. Well, so we uh we don't we don't have anybody here for Christmas no, this year. No, just the just the daughter. Took away our daughter-in-law and the two grandkids. Hurricanes the Air, the took Air away. Took away our son. Air Force took away my boy. My boy. The Air Force took my boy. And uh <laughs> I'll get you. And I'll get you back, son. Don't you worry. And uh, took away our daughter-in-law. And the grandkids. So the, they get to be with the other grands yes. for this Christmas. I'm, I'm jealous. And a bell and grace. Yeah. I'm jealous. very jealous. And uh, so there you go. And uh, Such is life. And then, but the girl will come out. Scarlet will, Scarlet's the one. Yeah. She's the one. She's the one. She says she's going to try to make me watch Hamilton, and I'm telling you now, ain't doing it. <laughs> Ain't doing it. We did try. We did about thirty minutes. I tried. I couldn't do it. Really I just it. couldn't do it. And, and Habs Scar- wants me to. I know. Habs wants me to watch it it's desperately. Just like you remember back when ET came. Yes, out, I know. Everybody, everybody was like, "You have to see it." No, I don't. And we were just <laughs> out of spite. I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. I just don't like. Forget that little alien. I just don't. I just. It, it was a decade. It, it takes a very special musical for me to like it. First of all, and. Uh, sing talking or talk singing. I just don't care for it all the way through. I'd sooner read a biography of Alexander Hamilton. I'd rather go to the dentist. Actually, I, I want to get a book I heard about that's Alexander Hamilton's wife and her recollections of that time. Oh, interesting. It's supposed to be very good. Um, anyway, so yeah, you can try to make me watch Hamilton. All it's going to do is make me get on my PlayStation and go to uh, oh, wait, um, wait. This might be, the Middle Ages. That might be England. worth it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll leave the so room. I have a problem with it. You'll leave Scarlet and I alone. And- I've, got, I've got some more of the, uh, you know, I've got some more of the hidden ones or the ancient ones to kill. Mm. So All right. they're everywhere in England, apparently. Well, especially on a cold, rainy day in Louisiana. Well, it's not rainy. No, not today. But the, not tomorrow. The, the ground is uh, still. It's not supposed to rain tomorrow, right? I don't think so. The wind has started to die down. A little. It's bitter out there. It is bitter. Well, I'm going to leave you with that again. Long in the boot. Uh, number to, I don't know, wish us a Merry Christmas yeah, if, you, if you wish. Merry Christmas. 337-502-9011. And Habs will be back eventually. We're, uh, yeah, COVID is just, COVID's rampant uh, in this parish right it's now. and things up. And uh, I'll be honest, I don't want to get it. <laughs> I just had a flu I shot and that I felt like. We like death yesterday from that stupid flu that shot. Was not pleasant. No, that was not pleasant either. I don't know what the stomach bug going around is, but it's not no, fun. Uh-uh. Not fun. Maybe maybe we need a fecal transplant. <laughs> <laughs> that is just hey, if you don't know what that is, what, look it up. No, the description was horrific. <laughs> it's, it's a lot Nobody of fun. Nobody needs that. Don't do that on Christmas. <laughs> just, oh, on no. a Christmas show. 
Oh, that's so you remember wrong. When you and the kids would gather around the computer and, and talk watch, about fecal trips. Watch, <laughs> watch popthatzit.com. Oh, and try Christmas. To get me to come back and watch. And I wouldn't do it because y'all are gross. Gross, gross. Well, come on, Mom. No. Calvinists would not approve. <laughs> Lansing boils. <laughs> Lansing boils on Christmas Day, not in the Bible. I bet that been okay. But it's not in the Bible. Okay. Well, yeah, see. You got me there. Well, I don't know. Maybe. It's Cutting the heads off kings? It's in the Bible. It's there. It's there. Okay. All right. Well, we're done. Say say goodbye, Debbie. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yes. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I said it twice because there's no war on Christmas here, kids. Y'all take care. Have a wonderful holiday. Bye-bye.